0: kia movement that inspires call 800-333-4kia for details always drive safely limited inventory available warranties include 10-year 100,000 mile powertrain and five-year 60,000 mile basic warranties are limited see retailer for details the world champion dodgers have some world champion podcasts don't miss a chance to catch up on dodger talk by podcasting it on the iHeartRadio app just search dodger talk for new episodes every weekday and after each game AM 570 KLAC 98.7 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. in L.A. sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The D. I'm the D. Fred, Fred. Rogan. The weekdays before Petros and Mike. A USC All-American. USC's yes, Rodney People. An NFL quarterback.
1: Absolutely
2: perfectly delivered by Rodney, Rodney Pete. Rodney Available on the iHeartRadio app or on AM570LA Sports.com.
1: This is Rogan and Rodney. All right, here we go on the Friday show. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570LA Sports. Two hours for us today, Rodney. And I just saw this. I, I just yes. got uh, an alert on this. Remember the show The Office? Yep. Okay. So The Office was very popular on NBC. It was, then, the most-watched show on Netflix. So much so that NBC bought the show back and is now running it on Peacock, their streaming service. Uh-huh. The Office works. Steve Carell was in it. It was very funny. Well, get ready for a new version of The Office. Uh-oh. It is based on the Laker front office. Jeannie Buss is involved in the project, and it's going to be the front office of a basketball team based on the Lakers. Mindy Kaling, who was on The Office, uh-huh. and then uh, also did The Mindy Project. A really funny, funny woman. She's an executive producer. Uh, the writer, one of the writers of Modern Family, is one of the executive producers. And it's going to be on Netflix. Ten episodes. It follows a fictional basketball team. The There's a woman in charge. Her best friend is there. So that's Jeannie and Linda Rambis. Uh, They won't go by those names in the show. But they're going to do this show based on the Laker front office. The drama surrounding a family owning a business. I wonder if we're going to have like a Phil Jackson look-alike in there. (laughs) Dating the owner of the team. Uh, But that'll be coming up. And they just announced it today.
3: Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Yeah, it doesn't surprise me that that's happening. I mean, we've seen movies where it's been behind the scenes of front office and, and things of that nature, but not, not quite a series like that. Um, we've seen agent series, Arliss. Remember Arliss? That was, that was kind of a good one behind the scenes of a sports agent. So this is cool. I, I think this will be good.
1: All right, so that'll be coming up and probably next year. Uh, now let's get to it. Tonight, here we go. The Clippers have a chance to do something they have never done before. Will they earn someone's respect if they do it? Some respect in this marketplace? I don't know. I don't know. They have their fans. The rest of the market either ignores them or thumbs their nose at them. But tonight they can do something they have never done before, advance to the Western Conference Finals. Of course, they have to beat Utah to do that. They're just not going to move in there. Yes. But they can advance tonight. Kawhi is not playing. And I think, look, we're not doctors, but we can pretty much assume we're we're not going to see him this series, right? If it goes to a Game 7 I don't think he's going to pull a Willis-Reed. I, I just I think he's done. So it's on Paul George's shoulders again. Rodney, can they do it tonight?
3: Yes, they can. Of course they can. They're lacing them up and throwing the ball out. They can certainly win. They they won game five. They can certainly win game six at home. They won game seven at home against Dallas. So, yeah, they can certainly do it. Will they do it is a different question, but I think this, this Clipper team... I think they did. I think they found their their mojo a bit, I think. And it's not just Paul George. I think the, the role players and the other players on the team have stepped up. Reggie Jackson has been phenomenal for them. Marcus Morris has been incredible on both sides of the uh, of the ball. And so, yeah, they, they are fully capable. And with all that being said, because those two guys that I mentioned, Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson, have been steady throughout the playoffs. Uh, it's it's Paul George. It's going to come down. Paul George has to have the kind of game and kind of night he had in Game Five, uh, in Game Six tonight for the Clippers to win. So the other guys can do their part, and and vice versa. Paul George does his part. The other guys have got to come through as well. So it's 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 a lot on Paul George, but it's also a lot on on the on the full team aspect of it, and those guys that have been doing it night in, night out, game and after game, have to continue to do that.
1: And the best part of it is, Staples Center can be at full capacity tonight. Yes, you, you got to believe the game will be sold out, and that means we're not going to have to see any more of those stupid cutouts sitting there.
3: <laughs> you done with the cutouts, Fred? Is, what, is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. Once real human beings were allowed back in the building, even if there were only 8,500 of them, you did not need those stupid cutouts still sitting there. <laughs> I mean, take them down already. That I, I don't know why the Clippers left them up. It looked it looked idiotic. So the best news is, it'll be sold out. Those cutouts will be gone. And yes, the Clippers can do this. Uh, We've said all along, and you maintain it, I believe, that they've got to get to the Western Conference Finals with or without Kawhi Leonard. They've got to get there. Now, they have two cracks at at doing it. If they lose tonight, they go back to Utah. But if I'm the Clippers, Rodney, I'm looking at this right now as Game 7. Oh, yeah. You cannot, you know, you, you can't go, well, we got a little cushion here. So if we lose, we'll go get them on Sunday. I'm looking at this as game seven. I'm looking at this like they got to get it done tonight, period.
3: Yeah, and I think they are, too. Uh, you hear him talk. Is that this is this is we want to win it at home. We got to win it. We don't want to go back to Utah. And there's a reason, you know, anything can happen in a game seven, especially a team like Utah. And, and Kevin, do we know if is Mike Conley playing or no?
2: He's going to try to play. I yeah. Don't know if he's actually going to be able to or not. Yeah, he's going to warm up, right? And then he'll make a decision. Yeah, as of now, I believe both he and Donovan Mitchell are questionable. Um, there's very little doubt that Donovan Mitchell is going to play, but he's banged up too. But as yeah. far as Conley goes, we're not really sure at this point.
3: Yeah, and if he does play, you know, how effective will will Mike Conley actually be? Um but no, this is this is the game. This is what you as a as a for all the things, all the things we talk about with the Clippers and the narrative that surrounds them over the years of being in the shadow to to win this not only to win this series and get to the western conference finals but to win it on your home court it means a lot it would mean a lot for them to be able to celebrate that on the home court here in LA in front of their home fans to give them something going into the next series you know winning it is winning it and winning it on the road yeah that could work but this is, this is a game that they, they need to go out and say, let's take care of business tonight and win it on our home court, celebrate in front of our own crowd.
1: As a guy that played, perhaps you better than anybody could talk about this. Every game you want to win. But you know some games are far more important. When you're in the Super Bowl, right? When you're playing for a division title, those games matter a little more than the game, the uh, sixth week of the season in Cincinnati. If you're in one of those games, they mean a lot more. Mentally, does it change the way you look at things? Is there more anticipation? Do you get more excited for a game like the Clippers are going to play tonight?
3: Yeah, you do. Um, than than a regular season game in February. Absolutely you do. This is this is a big moment for the Clippers. And I think the the weight of the organization, the players feel that, feel what they're they're trying to finally break through. And certainly, yeah, your anticipation—they can't wait for the game to start tonight. It, it is one of those guy. I'm sure everyone's getting to the arena early, and just waiting for the game to start so they can get into the, what they do. And so, yeah, there's there's a level of an excitement that that goes up a notch, just like we talk about the level intensity in the playoffs goes up. Same thing with and in in all sports, and especially tonight when you can close out a team at home like they can do tonight that uh, that adds to the drama and the excitement and the anticipation of getting ready to play
1: can you come in too excited sure too up for the game
3: yeah yeah you can and and you got to stay within yourself that is that is a definite possibility and you yeah, know i I've, I've been on teams where we've, we we in a playoff game where guys were over excited you know, certain guys that were intense to begin with but overly excited for the playoff game and 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 it certainly can happen we we had a guy he was a very good player for us he was a he was a running back and and he would um you know also return kicks for us and it was very good it was very helpful because from an offense standpoint he would always if he got a chance to return it we were starting at the 35 or the 45 yard line because he would get a good return for us is this in detroit this is in Philly. Philly, okay. Yeah, this was in Philly. So before the game, about an hour before the game, right after we came off the field for a warm-up, uh, more like 45 minutes before the game, he is walking around hot. I mean, on 10. I'm ready. We're ready. Let's go. And, and he had never, he not done that before, before the game. That long, I mean for straight thirty minutes he was let's go, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I can't wait. Let's go. It's our time, it's ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. And he fumbled the open up <laughs> 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 the ball one play they're up seven nothing. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. <laughs> he wasn't ready. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, I am not Fred, so don't even ask me I saying his name. I'm not going to do it.
1: You, you didn't win that game, did you? No, we did not. No, you're right. We, did
3: <laughs> we didn't win that game. Oh, God. Well,
1: let's hope they're not that ready. Talk the Clippers. You know, try to, try
3: to push it a little bit. Yeah, but it can happen. You know, you come out and you're so ready and so pumped up and ready to go that you miss your first 10 shots, you know, or you, you just overcompensate and you're too aggressive. So you gotta, you gotta, you know, once the game starts, you kind of revert back to now I'm in the game. Now I'm playing and not try to do too much or make too much happen. Just stay within yourself.
1: And if they win it tonight, if they do advance to the Western conference finals, you point out, I agree, it's huge for the organization. I don't think it increases their footprint in the market very much. It's big for the organization. I don't think it does that much for them in the market. Now, when the Western when the Western Conference finals. Yeah. Okay. Then people might start taking notice.
3: Well, you know, they do that. What 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 will Laker fans say? Well, okay, you made it to the Western Conference Finals yeah okay get to the finals get to the finals then we'll give you maybe some then they get to the finals and you know laker fans go and a lot of people in la go okay go win it go win it because you know we got 18 more than you do so go go win it and then then we'll talk so that so it's in this town it'll be difficult they'll be again celebrated outside of la more so than la if because if they get to the finals for that organization for the Clipper Orders, it, it'll be a, a big time accomplishment. Even if they don't win it, they can tip their hat and say, We we got to the finals. But certainly you got to win it. But LA would go, Well, you got there, but you didn't win it. It's, it's kind of like people forget, unless we bring it up, that the Rams actually went to the Super Bowl not too long ago. Right? It's like, Yeah, but they didn't win it. And nobody really cares. Nobody really, rem- nobody, right? Nobody really cares that they went to the Super Bowl. I mean, we have to remind ourselves, and we have to remind, you know, Jared Goff and the Rams, they did go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But But they didn't win it.
1: No, because what did Dave Roberts say? In this city, to be relevant, you got to win. Yeah. You got to win it all. That's how you develop relevance. Because look at it like this. There are two teams in the market that stand out, always have, always will. And if you don't root for either one of these, okay, sorry, it's just the truth. It's the Dodgers and the Lakers. They are L.A.'s teams by far. You go, who's number three, Rodney? Who's number three on that list? You know who number three on that list is? Whoever's winning. Yeah. And then you go, well, the only reason you're rooting for those teams is because you're a bandwagon fan and you're just jumping on board. No. The only reason you're rooting for those teams is because you finally heard about them because they were able to break through and develop some relevance. That's why. Yeah. In a market like this, To be relevant, you've got to be in the conversation, and you've got to win. There's no two ways about it. And you probably need stars and play an exciting brand of whatever it is you play. If you have that, you will have relevance, and people will talk about you. Even now, we're talking more about the Clippers. I guarantee you, and we are the home of the Clippers, and we're well aware of how the market skews. We know that. We don't make things up. We know what people listen to, and we know why they listen. That's our job, to know that kind of stuff. And I can tell you, even though we are giving the Clippers their due, and we should, I mean, this is a huge thing for them, there are people listening right now going, shut up, shut the hell up. I don't care. Not one bit. Yeah, Yeah. right now. I know that, and we'll move off the Clippers in a second. But I know people are doing that right now, Rodney. So getting to the Western Conference Finals, great for the franchise. Does it make them any more popular in the market? My guess is no. No.
3: For a quick minute.
1: For I mean, a quick minute. Like yeah, okay, they the, need, the they, minutes up.
3: They need they need the parade down Figueroa. Right. They they need that parade going down Figueroa with red and blue and. And the Clipper writing and the Clipper nation going crazy down. They need that visual for them going forward to and, have that kind of, have that kind of any kind of impact.
1: Right. And then people would take notice. Yeah. And then they could expand their footprint in the market a bit. And by the yeah. way, on the topic of the Clippers, see, you shouldn't have told me shut the hell up because we want to <laughs> send you to the game tonight. We want to send you to the game right now. Eight six six nine eight seven two five seventy. We got a pair of tickets for the game tonight. The game where the Clippers can advance to the Western Conference Finals. Who wants to go? Rodney, what caller number are we taking?
3: We're taking number seven, Fred.
1: Okay, Kevin, open the line. Seventh caller. You call. We'll put you on the air. You're going to the game tonight. Don't say thank you. It's our pleasure. Now, let's talk about the Lakers. Uh, reports that, and obviously they have things they have to do. And one of those is maybe get a guard. We don't know what's going to happen with Dennis Schroeder. You know, the talk is to move Schroeder, you do a sign-and-trade. Okay. How about a sign-and-trade to get Kyle Lowry if he does a sign-and-trade? Now, that was the guy they looked at. We know that. Mm -hmm. And decided against it because Talon Horton Tucker would have been included in that deal. I think Jeannie Buss said no. So that was the end of that deal for Kyle Lowry. And you go, Lowry's older, Schroeder's younger. What are you doing about the future? If you're a Laker fan, let me tell you what the future is. It's right now. Yeah. Every year LeBron plays is the future. Every year. He's getting older. You don't have the luxury of waiting two or three years. So you might have to mortgage some of your future, as they did with all those draft picks, to get Anthony Davis, to try and win now. Do you think Kyle Lowry, a guy they were looking at, Rodney, could be the missing piece?
3: Oh yeah, I think he could and I think he would fit in great with with the Lakers. And I said this and we said this, you know, when when there was talks of that back in the trade deadline. But yeah, no, he he is the right here right now still playing at a high level uh is is a guy that's got what we always talk about Fred that we love and you know, we, we even you know when Eric's on, we talk about the guys that have that dog in them, and Kyle Lowry have that dog in him, and everybody talks about Kawhi as much as you want, and he was fantastic in that run in Toronto, but Kyle Lowry, as that other piece, that that Robin to the Batman, was fantastic as well, and so yes, he would, and you're right about the now, it is all about these next two years. Three maybe, however long, but it's really about the next two years with LeBron and can they win another one? You know, a lot of a lot of organizations would have said, okay, we mortgaged our future, we got Anthony Davis, and now and we got our championship. So now let's just blow it up. Let's start over again because we we already got we did what we wanted to do. We got our champion, but not the Lakers. They're not that kind of Boston Red Sox got that championship. Now let's blow it all up. You know, they got rid of all the guys and just blow it up. No, Lakers aren't like that. Let's go get another one. And while LeBron's here, they got to go aggressively get another one. And this is, the heat is on. we said this, the heat is on Rob Polinka a lot, you know, because we said it, everybody said it, that they had a great offseason last year. They won the offseason last year, but it didn't turn out that way. No, They actually lost the offseason based on how guys played. And based on the guys they let go, and what they did, so now you got to look back and go, that wasn't such a great off that the Lakers had and Rob Polinka had. Correct. So now it is tremendously a, a lot of a, a lot of pressure on Rob Polinka to pull something off, and it's not easy because of the salary cap situation that he got to do. They got to earn his money this summer.
1: Yeah, well, look at look at what the Clippers have done with their their depth. And this year, they yeah. had a lot of depth. They were able to figure it out. Yeah. You, you have a Marcus Morris in there, right? I mean, Reggie Jackson has played like Mr. October. Let's call right. him Mr. June. Right. He's playing well. So they were able to do that. Rob polinka has two guys he's got to pay a lot of money to. They extended Kyle Kuzma, probably a bad decision. They paid KCP. Okay, Kevin loves him. You don't think he's bad. I don't like him. Doesn't matter. He, they're in bed with Clutch Sports. It's Rich Paul, so they'll sign all of his guys. Uh, that's another guy they could move. They had money. They paid Montres Harrell. That didn't work. They paid a guy they can't use. That was problematic. Somebody was not on the yeah. same page when they made that decision. So now Rob Palenka has his work cut out for him. Kyle Lowry's a possibility. Here are two of the uh, usual suspects when it comes to who's available, who they might be able to get. At an affordable price, Reggie Bullock. God, we talk about Reggie Bullock seven thousand
3: times.
1: (laughs) Hey, who's Reggie Bullock? Let's go get Reggie. Wayne Ellington. How many times have we talked?
3: Wayne Ellington. (laughs) That's your guy, Wayne Ellington.
1: Every year,
2: a guy that they should go get is Wayne Ellington. You do realize that Reggie Bullock and Wayne Ellington
1: were both Lakers previously, by the way. Yes, I do. Bring him back; it'll be homecoming. So Rob Palenka does have his work cut out for him. Hector and Irvine, how are you doing? Good, Fred. How are you guys doing? We're hey, doing Roddy. great. Good. Hey, Hector, you're going to the game tonight. How about yes! that? Yes! Right on, man. Right
4: on. I'm a Laker fan, but I'm a big sports fan, so that's cool. All
3: right. You know what, Hector? I like to hear you say that. You know what I mean? We 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 talked about that, Fred, right? The Laker haters that, that hate the Clippers, don't want to see Clippers do anything. <laughs> Be an L.A. fan now that your team is out. Be an L.A. fan. I like that, Hector.
4: Yeah, that's right. That's right.
1: Okay, who are you taking to the game, Hector. Probably my son. Ah, great. How old is he? 16. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Well, that will be kind of like a Father's Day gift. That's kind of cool. That is yeah. great. That is fantastic. We'll have the best time tonight, and we really appreciate you listening. Thank you, guys. Love the show. You guys are great. Thanks, Hector. Hang tight. Uh, it's funny. He said he's going to take his son. Yeah. You know, Josh Rogan texted me about an hour ago,
3: Uh-huh.
1: and he said if the Clippers win tonight will you get tickets so we can go to a game next week? He never says that. Ever. Really? Never. If the Clippers win tonight, will you get tickets so we can go next week? Oh, nice. I thought, okay. All right. I I'll get some tickets and we'll go to a game. Because he wants to see the Clippers play. He wants Very to see them cool. in person. Yeah. And he's a Laker guy, by the way.
3: That'll be a good matchup, too. I'm not getting ahead of myself, but the the Clippers and the Suns, That'll be a fun matchup, fun series to watch, and and you hope that all everybody's healthy. Yeah, we you know, still that, don't know about Chris Paul's Paul. out of protocol or whatever he's in. We'll figure that out. I guess tomorrow we'll we'll get the information on that. But hope he's and and Kawhi comes back, so it's that both teams are at full strength, and it, it it would be a very exciting Western Conference final.
1: Kevin, if if the Clippers wrap it up tonight, do they start Sunday? Game one will be Sunday in Phoenix. Yes. They will start Sunday.
2: Absolutely. Game one, if they if there's a game seven, then game one will be Tuesday in either Phoenix or Utah, depending on who wins the series. So
3: uh, so Phoenix is hoping it's game. Yeah. <laughs> the Phoenix Clippers lose tonight.
2: They absolutely want a game seven on Sunday for the Clippers in Utah. So it'll be Sunday, Tuesday,
1: if the Clippers win tonight. Correct. Okay. Well, that'll be fun. Uh, later on this hour, we're going to play a little who dis? Yeah. Who wants some? Nevelos. We'll give you the cue to call. We'll pop you on the air with uh, Rodney and Ronnie on the Friday show where anything goes. Up next, we'll continue with our insider, Dan Wojcicki of the Times. He'll set the stage for tonight. We'll find out what else is going on in the playoffs.
0: If you missed any of Rogan and Rodney, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio
2: app. Rogan and Rodney. AM
1: 570, LA Sports.
3: know what day it is it's friday in! we don't care no
1: well we do care enough to bring on one of the great minds in basketball that we do care enough to do that person wasn't available so we're going to bring on dan woike at the time oh whoa whoa well hi
4: dan shots fired fred how dare you if it wasn't friday I would maybe be offended, and if I didn't agree with you, I would also maybe be offended. One <laughs> of basketball's most mediocre minds,
3: Dan Wake. Dan, I'm 100. not going to stand here and hear Fred discredit you, downplay you, torture you, say bad things about you, Dan Wojcik. I'm not going to sure. allow it, Fred.
4: I will tell you this. I will. I will. We don't need to pull the tape because I probably said it 700 times on your show over the last 700 weeks. I did predict that this would be a strange year of NBA basketball multiple times on this show. You did. And I feel very vindicated um, because it feels like every night I watch basketball games, things just get a little strange.
1: (laughs) Well, let's talk about where the Clippers are tonight. This is by far the biggest game in their history. If they win, they will accomplish something they've never done. It's not the biggest game in their history. No. They've been in this position before. But they haven't closed the deal. Yeah, so it's all it's like a, a handful
4: of games that they've had before. <laughs> um, equally equally big. Um but I think uh sorry to interrupt you. Was there a question or is it just talk about the game? <laughs> you just go ahead and take it. I mean, you started, you finish. <laughs> sorry, Fred. Um no, I, I mean, look, it, it, it's a, it's a huge game and and it like it, it's this is this is sort of the um like the high jump the high jump bar. That's been like set that they've just never been able to clear. I say this as a former high jumper. Um, you as are? a former Fosbury. I was, yeah.
3: Fosbury, wasn't very good
4: at it. Fosbury Flop? That's right. Yeah, okay. That's right. I have a. We, off air, I have a very funny high jump story for you. Um, but like the. Um, you can tell you, it right you know, now, the, Dan.
1: Dan, you can tell the story <laughs> <okay.
4: right> now. <laughs> re, re, really quickly, sidetrack. So I'm in eighth grade and I qualified for the Illinois State. Um, like junior high whatever like track and field tournament and i qualified as a high jump okay like through some sheer weird luck i'd finished in a good enough place in in my my conference i was able to do it so my parents they drive you know seven hours or whatever to like southern illinois for me to compete we show up there it's pouring rain there's a delay um i come out and they're like, okay, the starting height is, like, five foot two, and I, I this is, like, six inches higher than I have ever jumped before. <laughs> and we've driven, and I felt terribly guilty because I knew I was instantly going to be eliminated. And, like, you know, like, this has been a, a whole weekend trip. And um, so I kept passing on heights um, to advance further in the competition <laughs> so my parents would not feel like their time was wasted um, before I, like, some point just kind of just, like, you know, like, Jumping and, like, hitting the bar, like, with, like, my shoulders on the way up. <laughs> just, like, three times. And, like, my parents, like, what are you doing? I was like, I felt really good today, guys. I don't know. I just thought today was the day. It's, like, you know, I'm attempting world record heights as a uh, as a five foot two thirteen year old. So anyway, that's my high joke. I'll pass on that um, <laughs>
3: I'll pass on that height. I'm,
4: I'm passing yeah, this height. i like, wow, Dan's Dan's doing great. All these people have been eliminated.
3: Um <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> I'll be over here napping. Let me know when you guys want to make it competitive for me, all right?
4: Yeah, just like come on. It's like I'm sitting there, like smoking a cigarette, sunglasses on, get my warm up on. Like, nope, not this round. We're going up higher. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, anyways, I, I think like you know, this has been like, like the bar for the Clippers has been set here. Um, it needs to be acknowledged that this is not a real goal. This cannot be a real goal, advancing to the conference finals. It is literally the halfway point. And I think it's been kind of this interesting, like, mythical, <laughs> this mythical thing like they have that they haven't achieved that, if, you know, if somehow once they do it, it'll be like one of those 80s movies where, like, all the, all the spirits from the Haunted Mountain will be released. Like, this is the halfway point. And I think it's important to keep that context in mind, regardless of what happens tonight, that the Clippers have bigger goals um, than today. And, um, the goal is to win it all. And, you know, this is
3: just a step in that process. Just a step in the process, just a huge step in the process. I mean, throw it all in there though, Dan, it's at home, you know, they're trying to get Mm a, get a better footprint in the market in LA. They got a chance to close it out, to go to the Western conference final and even outside of the Clippers. Okay. So it's not a big deal. The Clippers have been there before. What about Paul George? How big is this for Paul George?
4: I mean, this is a guy who's played in the conference. I mean, I mean, he's played deeper into the playoffs than this. I mean, it is a big deal. Look, right. I mean, I, I think it's a it's a multi it's a multifaceted thing, guys. On one hand, I feel like the Clippers have answered a lot of the questions people have had about them already. Almost sort of like regardless of what happens, and like, granted, look, if they lose the next two games, all these good feelings will be forgotten because that's just how this sort of works. But down two to Dallas, um, you know, I, I was talking to people around the league and stuff like that, and it's like you would hear
3: like Dan, that team. Dan, Dad, can I stop you a second? You, yeah. You said they've already come down 2-0 to Dallas, and they come back and win. And Fred has said, no, they're, people, supposed they're supposed they were, to beat Dallas. They're supposed to beat Dallas. Right. It's, like, like, it's like somebody it. going on a getting out in front of you. Oh, uh, they got ahead uh, 20 points because they made some shots, and you come back and win. Well, you're supposed to win that game. Everybody believed the Clippers were supposed to beat Dallas. They were supposed think, to beat them. So why, why are we looking at that as a crazy accomplishment?
4: No, it's not a crazy accomplishment. But, like, one of the big indictments of the Clippers around the league, at least over the last year and a half, or, God, season and a half, so last three years, is that this team was a group of quitters, that they weren't tough mentally, that they didn't have heart, that they, they'd sacrificed heart and grit for stars, um, and they were, they were a, too casual of a team. And while they may very well still be too casual, I think that they have proven that they have heart. I think that they have proven that they have toughness, and um, it's why maybe maybe this year will be different. You know, um, who knows? Like there is certainly an element of kind of like Lucy putting the football down right now, you know, in front of everybody, and Charlie Brown ready to to make the kick. Um, that is sort of there. That feeling has to be in the minds of every Clipper fan, just because. They, like I said, like, they have been in that they were up 3-1 against Houston. Um, you know, they were up huge in a 3-2 game against Houston. They were up 3-1 against Denver. Um, they were 80 seconds away of going up 3-2 against Oklahoma City um, with a near double-digit lead um, before all hell broke loose in that game. Like, that, that's, like, the weird part of this, is that, like, even though all that stuff happened in some cases, you know, eight years ago, it just still all feels at play. <laughs> And it's the weirdest thing about the Clippers. It's just something that they deal with that really no other team in the NBA does. It's like their failures are just ever-present. And that's, and that's why tonight will be fun. If they beat that, it'll be fun for them to put that to rest at least for a little bit. But guess what? The, the bar goes up. Because once you become the team that finally got to the conference finals, guess what you are? You're a team that never made it to the NBA finals.
1: Right. Yes. Right. Uh, all right, Dan. Let's talk Lakers quickly. Uh, Kyle Lowry's name being kicked around again. Maybe they sign sure. and trade him. Dennis Schroeder is sign and trade, and they try to flop. They try to flip him. What do you think?
4: I mean, I think it's interesting. I, I, I will say this: um, Kyle Lowry is a is an interesting sort of cultural fit. I think he is the type of player you would want on almost any team because of his toughness and his leadership and his how vocal he is and stuff like that. Uh, on a team that already has LeBron James and Anthony Davis, is there room for a player like that? Kyle Lowry in, in the back seat of a situation doesn't seem like that would be the best use of Kyle Lowry. And, and look, and I, I still think Dennis Schroeder is valuable to them because he is sort of like a bridge age, right? Like he, he's he's not in his he's not on the downside of his career. Um, he seemingly should be entering his prime. And, and yeah, he was he was pretty rocky last year and it wasn't always a great fit and again I'm, you know, I think it takes a lot to learn how to play with LeBron James especially if you're a point guard uh, because LeBron James is for all intents and purposes a point guard too um, so that's an adjustment I, I just think it's like I would wonder if you're taking a step backwards and it's kind of like look like the Lakers were down this road sort of with Kyle Lowry already um, and decided that it wasn't the right fit I, I, has, has so much changed you know, obviously they're not in the playoffs, but I mean, I think the reason why they're not in the playoffs is because Anthony Davis wasn't healthy because LeBron James wasn't fully healthy. I don't know that the calculus has changed on that. Yeah. Uh, but uh,
3: do you think that, speaking of Dennis Schroeder specifically, because he, yeah. everybody got down on him, and he got down on him because yep. it was on the world stage and, and Lakers were without Anthony Davis and everybody, you know, believed, and it was true, that they brought a man to be that third guy, that third scorer, yeah. that, that impact guy. If one of LeBron, one of the two, LeBron or AD, goes down, he could pick up the slack, and it didn't happen. But sometimes in, in sports, you have that kind of year, and is it too early just to say, okay, one and done, let's give up on Dennis Schroeder? Because the body of work shows you that he can be that guy. Uh, would the Lakers make a mistake in giving up on him too soon?
4: Well, and he was that guy in games two and three, two or three and four, I, I forget. Um, you, you know, he was that guy in some ways earlier in the series too. Uh, it, look, I mean, it, it's, I, I think it's hard to have real answers, and, and that's the tricky part in this is that um, a lot of this is still born out of projection, and so much of the season, guys, was born out of projection, and, and that's the hard part is that, you know, Frank Vogel and, and Rob Plinka had in this offseason with not having clear evidence to make these decisions that a lot of it is speculative and, and like you do wonder like i mean did we ever really see you know andre drummond anthony davis lebron james dennis Schroeder all together to know of whether or not that can be a, a core moving forward it's like did we ever really see enough of it to make that decision um you know the analytics people would say probably not some of the eye people would say like we looked at it we didn't like it. you know um yeah. so it, it's 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 tricky i i i think that dennis Schroeder is better than the version that that played in the, the first round of the playoffs that certainly ended it. Um, Is he quote unquote a third star? I don't know. Um, I actually, I I would guess probably not um, to be totally honest. And then the question sort of becomes like, what's the number that's palatable for a guy who isn't a third quote unquote star? Um, You know, is is 20 million a year too much? Um, You know, it's, maybe um maybe not if that's a contract that helps you land an actual star um you know a year and a half from now when you know maybe some of your your assets have become a little more realized and you have some first round picks kind of back in the arsenal
1: all right well dan thanks for uh emptying your arsenal with all of your valuable information (laughs) guys
4: i'm gonna go into a vegetative state right now i've got nothing left in my brain and uh I will, I will wake <laughs> up sometime refreshed on Monday. Uh,
1: all right, Dan. Have a good weekend. Thanks. All right, guys. All right, be good. Have a good weekend. Who's ready for the Friday version of Who Dis? Come out. 866-987-2570. Here's the deal. You call first caller. Kevin will pick you up, put you on the air. You're playing Rodney and Ronnie next.
0: And now another Rogan and Rodney. Oh, yeah. Afternoon delight.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, let's do it on a Friday, cause we don't
3: care. Today's afternoon delight is Penhouse Prayers by Bobby
0: Sessions. The Dallas
3: native dropped this track along with 11 others as part of his new album entitled Manifest, which debuted last week. Fresh off of winning his first Grammy for co-writing Megan The Stallion's Savage track, Sessions tabbed multiple artists to deliver features on the album, including Freddie Gibbs, The Cray, Benny the Butcher, and Rick Ross, who appears on this track. When describing the album, he said that it is the sound of people manifesting their dreams, and also boasted that it will be the best album of 2021. Again, Today's Afternoon Delight is Penthouse Prayers by Bobby Sessons featuring the boss, Rick Ross.
0: Rogan and Rodney Roulette. Who is this guy? This is who I am. Who is this guy? Who this?
1: Hey, tune into the Extra Innings Podcast hosted by David Basset, available on the iHeartRadio app and presented by Corona Extra. Corona Extra is celebrating the return of Major League Baseball. With exclusive interviews and insider looks around the boys in blue. Find the fine life. Please drink responsibly. David and Rancho Cucamonga, you ready to go? Let's do it, Fred. I'm ready. Come on, man. Come
3: on, up. David. Come on. Come on. How's things in Rancho Cucamonga? I'm going to get you today, Rodney. I promise. All right, then. There you go. All right. I like it. I like it. All good in Rancho Cucamonga? All good, brother. It feels good. It's a little warm, but... uh. Nice. Cool. Rodney,
1: right you ready? Feeling good, Rogan and Rodney. Let's play.
3: Let's go. When
1: you know it, yell it out. No restrictions Rodney. today. I was the fourth overall pick in the 1999 NBA Draft. 99. Nine nine. Who is this guy? I was the sixth man of the year in 2011. Lamar Odom. Rodney, good start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Good start. Thank
3: okay, okay, you, Lamar. Okay. Yeah.
1: David's not going to take that sitting down. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Hey, that was a tough one. Not gonna lie. No, that's all right. You're you're in the game, man. Let's go. <sighs> Thought that one was tough. Okay, that I was, was the great. third overall pick in the 1982 NBA draft. Oh wow! I know. Oh, wow. Third pick? Yeah, David. Were you born in '82? I was born in '91, Fred. Okay. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. No. Nelson Young. Kenny Smith. Kenny Smith. It is no good. Uh, give you another clue. Yeah, you might get it by the end if you hang in for all the clues. If nobody gets it here, David. I made nine all. All right. All right. I made nine All-Star teams. Led the league in scoring once, and won the dunk contest twice. Vince Carter.
3: Nelson Young. Uh, yes. Yes. Who is this guy? Uh, Dominique Wilkins. Dominique Wilkins.
1: Oh, right. God.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, David, if we got to the
3: you final. I knew I knew it. I just couldn't get it out, Freddie.
1: I know. But if we yeah. got to the final clue, David, the human highlight reel, would you have there known it was is. Dominique Wilkins? Yes. No I, w-
4: no, I would have not. I wouldn't have oh. known that. that How old name. are
3: you, David? How old are you, may I ask?
2: 20,
3: 29. Oh, uh, yeah. He's too young. Let's, let's change errors here. Let's
2: uh, let's go a little bit uh, later in the years. You know. <laughs>
3: All right. You might know this. One. I want you to change up the questions. Use that. Use that side B question, Fred.
1: I, I, I'm looking at the alternative
3: ahead. questions that Kevin get put in your hand. There's a couple of them he's going to be able to
1: get here. All right. Next one. I made 11 All Star teams in my MLB career.
4: Who is this guy?
1: I won. I won two World Series titles.
3: Alex Rodriguez. Ooh. No, senor!
1: Two. 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 Who you got, David? Two. Outer oh, pool. No good. Two.
3: Yeah. World Series titles.
4: Who is this guy?
1: I won Ooh. seven Cy Young awards and led the MLB and ERA seven times. Oh, wow. How
3: many Cy Youngs? Seven. Greg Maddux. It is no you good. You want seven Cy Youngs? Yep. Roger Clemens. It's Rodney, three. it's Roger Clemens. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Can I sit back on a Friday and relax now, Fred? It's a wrap. No, you get one more and it's over. One more. <laughs> Nobody can catch you. <laughs> Nobody can catch me now, Freddie. Never lost. Never I- have. <laughs> I Never will- have, David. Never <laughs> have. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on, Daddy. Settle down. <laughs> Kevin?
3: Stop, Fred, please.
1: Thanks, Dad. I was the 23rd overall pick in the 1998 NBA draft. I know. Come on, man. No, no. You'll get this one by the end.
3: Kobe Bryant. <laughs> no, no, senor! Why was that a cheer? No. 98. All
1: right, I won two NBA titles with the Lakers.
3: And it is no good. Robert Dwarf. you, Pau Gasol. No good!
1: I won one NBA title as a head coach. Ooh. Luke Walton. Ooh. Luke Walton. No, yeah. no, You said no! Guy Luke. What, David, go ahead. What were you gonna say? What was that, I'm sorry, I missed that last clue. What was that last clue? I won one NBA title as a head coach. And Rodney said Ty Lou, And Rodney is correct.
3: This might be a shutout on a Friday.
1: We don't, have, it. We don't uh, have. We don't have anybody pitch a perfect game very often. You did the last one. I know. I think All we've right. had hey, the, uh, two. The the uh the era is not right, man. Come on, man. I know. Set up for failure here. Yeah, no, Kevin. <laughs> uh, I gotta tell you, Kevin does such a great job putting these together every day. But we, we got to mix eras in here. So if we get
3: somebody like David... Really? So you want to put out there, oh, this this who this is only for people born from 1960 to 1972. No, but I'm saying... Is that what you want Kevin to do, Fred? No, but what I'm saying is I think David has a valid point. You know,
1: exactly. you have Lamar Odom and Dominique Wilkins. We have to have somebody a little more current so everybody
2: can... Lamar Odom is not current? He only retired like six, seven years ago. Yeah, David, oh, take that. <laughs> yeah, what are you, twenty nine, David? I mean, if you were watching the Lakers, you saw Lamar Odom play and win championships did, with the oh. Lakers in your lifetime, I brother. Come on. I definitely watched the play. I watched the play, but uh yeah. okay. his, when he was drafted, that was still you know, there the was. Man, I mean, there's something to be said for knowing history. Look, I sure as hell didn't watch John Kundla co- coach the Minneapolis Lakers. There you go, but Kevin. I know who he is. And I know my right. Laker history. That's and you'll way be better off with of the right? knowledge
0: that you've gained.
2: Exactly. Use it as, that's a great point, Ronnie. Use it as a learning experience. Nothing wrong with that. I,
3: I don't think David needs to sit here and be lectured. Why not? That's all right. I'm not going to sit not here. He's lecture, being now. lectured, Freddie. He's not being lectured. He be being schooled because it's 4 <laughs> 0. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
2: The last two, you definitely would
1: have seen play. Okay. All right, here we go. I've made six all-star teams in my MLB career.
3: Who is this guy? Mike Piazza. No good!
1: Albert Pujols. Nelson, no, I won the A.L. Cy Young Award in 2009. Justin Verlund. How about new? Oh. 2009,
2: A.L. Cy
3: 2009. Young. 2009, A.L. Who is this guy? A.L. AL. I I hold, yes. You said AL. I said AL. Are you saying AL? I said AL.
1: I hold the Dodgers record for lowest single season ERA by a starting pitcher at 1.66. AL pitcher. Beckett.
3: It is no good. Right there, right there. No?
1: Oh, okay. Ah. Well, who'd you have, David? No, no, no. I
3: thought it was Josh Beckett. 2009, Cy Young, AL. Yeah, I did too. Zach Granky. Zach Granky, Ronnie. Zach Granky.
1: Man, (laughs) I Wait wait a minute. Now, why is that that annoying?
3: It was Zach Granke. What was it? What would he do with AL? When Cy Young with the AL? Cy Young with the Kansas City Royals. That's right. That's right. Man. All right,
1: last one. You got a shot here. (laughs) <laughs> no, you do. You're good. You're good. <laughs> Come on, David. I gotta stop and I just chill out. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. Yeah. 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 So let's go. I won four NBA titles in my soon-to-be Hall of Fame career. LeBron James.
0: No, no.
3: Wait. How many titles? Four. Four titles. And it's soon-to-be Hall of Fame career. Jeff Curry? No, he didn't win four. That's all right. And it is no good. I was
1: a two-time All Star and the Sixth Man of the Year in 2008.
3: 2008. Le- sixth
1: Man of the Year. Yeah. Who is this guy? I Who led. Ar- all- I led Argentina to a gold medal in the 2008. 2000- I Ginobili. Well, everybody Robin. got it. Robin.
2: I. I'm not sure who it was. Kevin. That's a close check one between Ronnie and Rodney. David
3: got in there a little bit late. Check it. it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's right there, man. It's the, the delay here with the phone call. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you weren't. <laughs> I love it, David. I love it. Check right, it. We're gonna check it, David.
1: We're gonna yeah. we're gonna let check you it. hear. Check, Make check.
3: sure. Win yep, it back. Right I want I want a I want five spot.
1: Here we go. I led Argentina to a gold medal in the 2000. 2000- My, My Rodney got in first. Rodney got it. Okay.
3: Manu, Manu. manu. yeah. Man. Hey, David. Hey. Well, we I was just talking did... too much trash, man. No, yeah, that's man. All right. That's all right. Yeah, we like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? We like it. Like it, all right, man. You
4: get
1: too oh, close to so the Friday. fire, you gonna get burnt.
2: <laughs> hey, that's all right. Man. I got I got taken to school on a Friday. I'm okay with that. Hey,
1: yeah. you know you know why? Because on Friday we don't care, David. So you did it. You got school today. No big deal. Try again. Uh,
3: (laughs) I appreciate the session, guys. Thank you.
1: Hey, thanks for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. Have a great weekend.